The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Echet Yebamot has been dedicated and sponsored by our dear friend, Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife, in honor of his uh, family and Hatzlacha, Varvacha, Bechol Maasiyadav, maybe Zocheh. To raise his children in the ways of the Torah, they should give him much nachat. He should have many more children with health and happiness. And he should have beracha b'kol mikol kol him and his entire family. Amen. Was being studied the Nishmat Avraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihenu began Eden. Amen. We're going to read up on some Mechbet Amud Bet, and we start three lines. From the bottom, the Gemara begins to talk about Ha'ohev a person that loves his wife as much as he loves himself. Uh, the Mefarshim explain over here that the Gemara does not command us to love our wives more than ourselves, because the Hakamim say it's brought down the Maharal that that is impossible. A person does not love anybody more than himself. All the demanding when it comes to a person's wife, that you love her as much as you love yourself. The Gemara continues, And if a person respects his wife more than he respects himself, when it comes to the respect of it, the Gaon Maharsha explains that this is talking about Specifically clothes When a person clothes his wife In a better way More than he clothes himself That's where the kavod is For example he only has a hundred dollars To spend on clothes So instead of buying himself a new suit for the holiday He buys his wife a new suit for the holiday. That means you More than you respect yourself Or the mefashim say means jewelry Or in mefashim Achamensyon brings down That this is also talking about buying clothes For the children Because that's also for the kavod of the wife because when a person's wife goes in the street, they compliment her and say, Oh, look how beautiful your children look. That's the kavot to the wife, buying the uh, children as well. So therefore, He's wearing last year's suit, but the wife is getting uh, money for new uh, jewelry and things like that. And parents that guide their children in the right way, which means in the proper way. And a person that marries off his children close to their time, that's a mahlokit, exactly what close to their time is. Some opinions want to say, means already 13 years old. To marry them off early, some want to say no, that uh, the Me'idi holds that the normal time to get married is 18 years old. So therefore, he marries them off a little before 18 years old. So that's a good thing, the Gemara is going to say. On him, the Pasuk says, What is going to enjoy peace in his house? What's going to have? A person that is a good neighbor. Maybe he's uh, courteous and he does chesed to the people that are close to him. And then we get a little closer. There's a person that is close to his relatives, which means he's, uh, he brings them close to him, he does chesed to them, he's kind to them, and then even closer, and a person that marries his niece, that would be his sister's 
daughter. Yeah, she says, what's the advantage? Why is it so good marrying a sister's daughter? She's a person that has closeness and feelings of closeness to his sister more than he has on his brother. person normally has ge'agu'im, he has certain uh, a love towards his sister more than his brother. So therefore, he's going to love his wife that much more because it's his sister's daughter. So therefore, bring tremendous shalom by it. Hakamim point out that uh, another reason why they don't want to, they rather a person marry his sister's daughter instead of marrying his brother's daughter. Because if he's going to marry his brother's daughter and then he dies, oh, so then oh. the daughter's going to fall to Yibum to the father. And therefore you're going to be Vatil Mitzvat Yibum. So therefore they say another reason. That's why it's better to marry Nusayid Ba'at Achoto. That says over there by Chuvot Nafshirina Gaon brings that down. In any event, the person, let's say, lends a poor man money in the time of his need. All these people, the Pasuk says, Such people, Borei Olam, answers their prayers right when they call out, Borei Olam is there for them. Actually, in the Pesukim over here, right before this, it says, the Torah, the Pasuk commands us that we cannot uh, hide ourselves from the responsibility towards our family. So the Gemara says, somebody takes care of his neighbors, somebody that does chesed to his family members, somebody that goes even so close that marries his family members. So bottom line, he shows a, a responsibility towards the people that are close to him. He fulfills the Pasuk with B'Sarcha, not Ta'alam. So therefore, Bani Olam says, I will answer them. Uh, uh, and just like uh, you're close to your family, God will be close to those people. As well. And Tosfur has a question over here. We learned in Masik al Hagigah that uh, the Gemara says that uh, lending a poor man money, Mish'at Dukko, is not always a good thing. The Gemara gives an example over there that an Ani, let's say, has less than 200 zoos. So that puts him under the poverty level. So now somebody wants to give him a, a big you know, donation to take him out of his poverty, he wants to give him, let's say, a thousand zoos. So one guy comes along, the guy, the, the guy has 199 zoos. So one guy comes along and says, oh, you know what, I'll lend you uh, one zoos. So by lending him this one zoos, now you take him above the poverty level, now he's not qualified for any uh, donation. So therefore, it's a terrible thing that you, you, you give the guy, uh, you know, a pledge. So that's what it says, uh, what are you doing over here? It sounds like it's, it's a good thing. So over here, we're talking about over here, when he gives him the pledge, it's not taken away from anything else, which means he gives him uh, the money, he lends it to him, and he gives him an abundant amount. His, his pledge does not cause him to lose uh, any money uh, coming in. Yeah. In any event, the Gemara continues and says, Amar Abil Azar. Adam. person that does not have a wife is not considered an Adam. Shneemar, Zachar, Unkeba, Biraam, Vayikra, Et Shemam, Adam. Which means already it's lacking in the person's uh, 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 being. When a person is married, now he's considered complete. He's lacking in the Shem, Adam. Comes the Gemara and continues. Amar v'amar bilazar. Kol adam she'en lo karka. Any person does not have real estate. Eno adam. So again, he's also not considered a perfect adam. Shneemar as shemaim shemaim la'shem. The haaris natan lebnei adam. The earth was given to Adam. What does it mean the land was given to Adam? So therefore, person that's karka is considered Adam. But the man of specifically karka to build a house on, like we see in the Gemara. V'amar bilazar. 
מהי דכתיב? הוא הזמין את זה בפסוק בראשית. לא זכה, כן נגדו. שאיזה ביאז זכות, ביאז גוד לוק. So then already עוזרתו, she'll be an aid to him. לא זכה, but if it doesn't have a good luck, so then already she stands against him. So I saw one of the Mephashim explain over here, to explain this, what does it mean? זכה, איזה, לא זכה, כן נגדו. That means like this. The Gemarav is really defining the כן נגדו. Because really, what does it mean, a person has a wife that's כן נגדו, that's against him. So the Mephashim explained that sometimes the against, or the um, uh, antagonism of a wife is sometimes a good thing. Because the wife sometimes is able to temper the husband. We've seen certain times in history, for example, when On bin Pilat wanted to join Korah, the rebellion, he was going to go, he was going to go the next morning. His wife was the one that told him, you're crazy, what are you doing? What are you getting involved in this mahlukat for? You have nothing to gain. Then she was the one that went against him, but that going against actually saved him. So that's a case where the kinigdo is an ezir, which means the against is really an aid. And sometimes the wife goes against, and it's lera'ah. For example, the wife of Korah, she also went against him. Korah, originally when he came home, he was not going to fight Moshe Rabbeinu, but she riled him up, so that was a kinegdo that worked kinegdo. So therefore the Gemara is asking like this. Zachat, you have the zechut, sometimes the kinegdo will be an ezer. That means zachat, ezer. What will be an ezer? The kinegdo will be an ezer. Lo zachat, kinegdo. And the kinegdo remains kinegdo. It is just totally against. We've seen that by the avot and the imahot, also this concept where the Ezer, uh, the Kinegdo was an Ezer. For example, when Sarah Emenu t- uh, told Abraham Avinu, right, so you see it was Kinegdo, but it was an Ezer, because ultimately it was a good thing. The Gibra brings another Dirasha, Rabbi El-Azhar, Rame Ketiv. Rame, he brought a contradiction. Ketiv, Kinegdo, one Pasuk says, actually it's written Kinegdo. Kenagdo means Malkut, uh, like uh, lashes. That's the way we would read the uh, or spell. Kenagdo. The Karina, but we read it Kenegdo. So the Torah teaches like this. Zachai Kenegdo. Which means, if he's okay, so his wife will be opposite from him. Lo She causes him to get Malkut, to get lashes. Which means sometimes the wife is an aid, and other times the wife causes the husband <laughs> to have a problem. Which means she angers him, and she embarrasses him in public, and things like that. So that's like getting uh, malkut. So if he's okay, his wife is uh, by his side. She's an ally. If not, she causes him tsar. Ashkeher biyoseh Eliyahu. One time the biyoseh found Eliyahu and Navi. Amar So he told him. So the biyoseh telling Eliyahu and Navi. كتيب عسلو عزر. says make a عزر for you. بما إيش عزرتو لأدم؟ how does a lady be an عزر to a person to the husband؟ أمر لا أدم في حتين. a guy brings wheat from the field. حتين كوسس. what is he going to eat the raw wheat? was going to chew on the wheat kernels? who makes the the the, the bread? the wife. بشتان 
He brings pishtan to the house. Flax. Pishtan dovesh. What is he going to wear? Flax? The wife has to process it and make it into clothes. So he says, What? The, the wife brings light to a person's eyes by providing food. And also, is able to stand, but she's able to have clothes. So therefore there is a benefit for, for the wife. She's able to give you uh, the proper things that are uh, necessary. right? She takes care of the needs of the house. That's the basic point. Fourth statement. What does it mean in the Pasuk? Adam Rishon says, this time, after uh, Hava was created, so Adam Rishon says, this time, this I know, this is the one that is compatible for me. Right? Adam Rishon said, This is my uh, uh, um, mate. So the Gemara starts from over here, Melamed, Sheba Adam al Kol Behema Behaya. Gebra learns over here that Adam and Yishon must have went with all the animals first. And he was not appeased until he went with Chabah, because Adam and Yishon's language is Zotapam, this time. As if there was other times. Gebra wants to say, what say went with the other animals. Now of course, the Mephashim say over here, that this cannot be taken literally, that Adam and Yishon cohabitated with all the other animals. But they want to explain, uh, when Radak says, that Adam and Ishan named all the animals, as we know. Now, naming all the animals should, should not be misinterpreted as an easy task. The naming of the animals really was that Adam and Ishan understood the essence of every animal, what exactly the traits and the characteristics were, and therefore he named them a name that was befitting and becoming to that animal. So it says, when he came to the animals, intellectually, when he started to analyze each animal, so therefore he realized, no, this is not, uh, not for him. But when he analyzed the trait of Hava, so therefore intellectually understood, Zotapam, that this one over here is compatible to me as a wife. Ve'amar Abi al-Azar. the fifth statement, what does it mean when it says, Ba'avram Abinu? The beginning of the Pasuk says, Ve'aischa legoi gadol, then it says, Ve'nibrechu becha, now the word v'nebrechu can mean you'll be blessed, but it can also come from the word havracha. Havracha is like grafting. Grafting is like when you take two trees and you put them together. You take from somewhere else and you put it together. So the Gemara says, what does the Gemara do grafting with Avram Avinu? There's going to be two graft things that I'm going to graft through you. Who's that? Ruta Mu'aviyah Ben Amah Amonit. God took two very, very important ladies from the Goyot, right? Ruta Mu'aviyah, which eventually became the grandmother of David Abelik, which is the Mashiach, and Amah Amonit, which is the mother of Rehavam. Both of them, Rehavam was good, not Yerovam, Rehavam. And it was taken both from the Goyim. So therefore God grafted, so to speak, two uh, nations through, or two ladies, two people from Avram Yerovam. Then it says, Kol mishpechot ha'adamah. What does it mean, mishpechot ha'adamah? The, the families of the Adamah. Afilu mishpechot ha'darot ba'adamah. En mitbarchot ena b'shvil Yisrael. Even the cave people. The people that live in the caves. Mishpechot ha'adamah. They live in the ground. They live in the holes of the earth. Their beracha comes somewhere from B'nai Yisrael. Kol mishpechot ha'adamah. Which means all the goodness in the world, basically, the Gemara is going to say, 
comes from B'nai Israel, which means we bring the Shefa of the Berakah, even the Shpe'ot Adamah, cave people, they also have Berakah from us. The Gemara goes even further, Kol Goyeh Ha'aretz, it says all the nations of the world, of the earth, Afilu Sefinot Taba'ot, Migalyal Aspamya, even boats that are traveling from Galyaz, a place to Spain, Ena Mitbarchot Ela B'Shvil Yisrael. The Berakah comes because of so I saw one of the Mefarshim uh, explain that Sadoka Kohen brings down. That what is the Gemara saying? That all advancements in technology by the Goyim, that all comes from B'nai Israel. Not that we invented, but when we sit and learn Torah, and we mehadesh in Torah, so the Hadushim of Torah create a tremendous amount of power of Hadush in the, in the technology of the world. That therefore, if there's boats that are able to travel from Galia to Aspamia, which is a, you know, a big, uh, big thing, that's only because Am Yisrael is bringing a ship into the world that they're able to create and invent such, um, such type of uh, boats and other type of uh, technologies as well. The sixth statement. The Amar bin Hazar Umara says that eventually all tradesmen are going to end up becoming farmers. They're going to leave their uh, uh, trade, whatever business they were in, and they're going to work the ground. All the people that were on the boats, they're going to go down, and they're going to, all the sailors are going to end up going to the ground, and they're going to work the ground. As she learns over here, which means they're going to go down, meaning in a class of poverty. Because working the ground is not such a prosperous uh, work, so therefore it's going to be a yirida uh, economically. Comes the Gabbaran and says, Vamar bil azar. Which means, it's a, no matter what job a person has, once he goes to become a farmer, so therefore he lowered himself. Which automatically, economically, he's lowered. Therefore it is a, a menial job, the Gibbara says. Now the Gibbara proves this. Rabbi Al-Azhar saw a certain piece of land. Which means they plowed it the wrong way. They plowed it the width. So that if they would have plowed it the length, you get more uh, more plowing. They plowed it the width of the uh, field, which is really the wrong way. It's not as, not as fertile, not as beneficial plowing it in that direction. So he said, it doesn't matter. Even if they would have plowed you and sowed you to the length, Getting involved in business is still better. Which means, even if they would take advantage of your uh, the field and the most potential, still not better than getting involved in the business. Which means you make more money in business than no matter what you're going to do in the field itself. <coughs> yeah, but I give another story. Rav al Rav one time entered between the stalks of grain. Bene Shibolim. Like the stalks, the stalks. He was walking in the field. Hazanu Deka Naifan. So he saw the stalks were shaking and like blowing in the wind. Making some uh, noise in the wind. About the who? In Naifat Itnufe 
even if you'll shake and blow in the wind as much as you want, still getting involved in business is better. Which means no matter how tall you are, because usually that's the Sheba on the field. When you see the stalks blowing back and forth, it shows it's Beracha in the field. It says, blow and shake all you want. It's still better to be in business and make more money. Amar Rava said, if a person, let's say, has a hundred zoos that's invested in Isaac, in, in business, call your So he can be comfortable. Every day he can eat meat and drink wine. Because uh, the investments, the returns will be good. But if he has a hundred zoos invested in farming, then he has to eat salt, then he has to eat uh, you know, raw vegetables. Why? Because very risky, not going to make money. That was a bad investment. It causes him to sleep on the ground. Why? Because he has to be in the field watching it from Ganavim uh, or watching it from uh, you know, animals. So therefore forces him to sleep outside on the floor. And it's going to bring him to Mahloket between people. Because people come along and say, it's my field. And therefore they're going to have ownership quarrels, so therefore it causes them uh, just, uh, just troubles, not, uh, not good. Comes the Gemara and says, Amara Papa, Zerah, plant for yourself, Velot Zben, but don't buy from the market. Afalgav Dechi Hadadeninu, even though, let's say, the price is the same from what you would plow yourself, or what you would go buy in the market. The stuff that you grow yourself, there's beracha. Now even though the Gemara just said, don't get involved in farming, so the Mephashim explained, we're not talking about a person who's a farmer by trade. He has another business. But there's a side thing, he has some uh, you know, field in the backyard where he's planting some wheat. That's always better. Even though it's the same price, you can go to the store, but what Elam brings a special beracha when a person plans himself. To the fashion, explain. Right, he says over here, because what Elam sends a beracha to what a person grows in his house. Let's see that she. That she's language is. Something you don't pay for, something that you just play yourself, that she's giving you a cloud. There's more beraka, so you're better off. Comes again when I continue. Zaben vela tizul, which means sell your uh, housewares, your, your 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 assets, and use them. In order to invest in business, you will not become poor. However, this is talking about over like the housewares. For example, the, 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 the pillows and the sheets and the, uh, the, 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 the blinds. However, but your actual, your clothes, that you don't sell. Because uh, you might not find other clothes. And therefore, you're not going to be able to, to to succeed. Which is, you have to sell, sell your housewares before you sell your clothes. That's basically the gemara. Basically, the clothes is the kavod of a person. So therefore, you're not supposed to uh, give up any of that uh, assets, but you give up the other things. Tom velot shapitz. And the gemara says like this: If let's say you have a wall in your house, that there's a hole in the wall, 
Okay, mine hole. So it says tom. Tom means setom. Plug it up. Without the shapids, don't widen the hole in order now to sand it down and make it nice. Just just plug the hole. Do, do minimum uh, work when it comes to these things. Shapots velatibne. Now, if you're from those people that you have to have everything aesthetically nice, okay, we'll let you widen the hole and you know make it nice and smooth it out, but do not build. Don't take the wall down and start again, because the Gibraltar is going to give us a cloud when it comes to um, remodeling or building. Anybody that's involved himself in construction, he becomes a poor person. What's the reason? Because he never can calculate how much it's going to cost him, and it always ends up costing him more. He starts over a smaller project, he wants to fix a hole in the wall, and all of a sudden, uh, the hole in the wall ends up becoming, he's redoing his whole house. The Pelioites brings that amazing over here. He says, right, that's the Pelioites' rule. Pelioites says that whenever a person is going to go into, business, into a building, you always, whatever the price you think it is, double it. And then already you won't come to Tzad. You know, already you double the price. But unless you're going to double it, it's going to be more than you anticipated, therefore a person is going to come to Aniyut. Kefot, the Gemara says, Kefot uzbin ar'ah. Go, jump, and buy real estate. Metun nesivitita. But when it comes to marrying a wife, be patient, be deliberate. <laughs> now what's the Gemara comparing buying real estate and a wife? Because we said in the previous Gemara that both these things, if a person doesn't accomplish them, he's not an Adam. If he doesn't have real estate, he's not considered an Adam. And if he doesn't have a wife, he's not considered an Adam. So therefore, both these things are a necessity, but they tell you the difference. When you're going to buy real estate, just buy, because usually it's good. Just buy it and uh, jump in, and you'll have a beracha. But when it comes to uh, a wife, they have to be deliberate. They, you can't make a mistake like this. So they have to go slowly. Go slow before you go buy, take a wife. Comes again, Quran says, Nihit darga nesiv iteta. Go down a step and marry a wife. Which means you shouldn't marry a wife that's higher than you, from a higher class. Because she's not going to respect you. And therefore she's going to be mizalzim. If you marry a lady lower, lower, you went down a level from your class. So now she looks up to you and she respects you. And therefore you get the honor. Sak Rise up one step in order to acquire a friend. When it comes to your friends, you want to have friends that you can look up to. She's people that are hashuv and all that. So therefore, even if to elevate yourself a little, you're going out of your class a little higher, so therefore they can influence you the proper way, so that is uh, proper behavior. Kazakabaran says, Amar bil azar bal avina, en puranut ba'al olam ela bishvil Yisrael. Which means I was saying the the converse what the bil azar said earlier. The bil azar said that when God blessed Abraham Abinu, He told him that all the beracha in the world comes because of Bnei Israel. Well, the opposite is as well true. That all the puranut bar minan that's in the world, all the troubles, really comes on account of Yisrael. Shnei emar hechrati goyim. God says, I destroyed the green. Nashamu pinotam. I made their um, pinot. Yeah, their towers, I desolated them. Heherafti hutzotam. And I destroyed their cities. Why? Uchtiv. Amarti, I said. Achtirei. So the Jewish people will fear God. Oti. 
which means God punishes the goyim, not for the goyim, it's for us. So we can see God's strength, and we can get scared, make the shubah, and accept the musar. So therefore all the put-on that happens to the goyim is ready to wake us up. Comes the continues and says, that the Gibran is going to talk about the advantages of having a good wife, and then a husband shalom, the opposite. Rav hava miftar, Rav one time was leaving, learning with Avhiyah, and he was leaving, he was going uh, going back home. So Rabbi Hayah tells Rav, God should save you from something that's even worse than death. So he says, Is it something worse than death? So Rav went out, he searched, and he found it. And he found the Pasuk in Kohelet that says, Which means when a person has a bad wife, so that's already worse than death. Like the Shalom says, It's even more bitter than death. What is that? But when a person has a bad wife. So the Mephashim uh, over here uh, bring a story from the, uh, from the Midrash. There was a fellow that lived next to a robber. So the robber, uh, every day would go out in his, uh, you know, uh, business. business to steal from people. And he would be successful. He would come home, feed his family. So this wife over here of the neighbor next door, the wife comes over and tells the husband, why can't you be like this guy over here? He brings home panasa, this is it, the children eat the right way. We have uh, nothing. So the guy says, what do you want me to be a thief uh, like him? He's a ganav. So she says, yeah, why not? What's, what, what's the difference? So she, she tells him where to go. So he becomes his partner. So the first uh, uh, project they went to steal that night, the cops happened to be there, they got caught. But what? The Ganav is a professional. He knows how to sneak. So he runs away from the side. She says, who gets caught? The, the new guy. So therefore he went to prison. So you see over here, the guy says the wife is bitter than death. Because of his wife, he ended up in, uh, in jail. He was good. He was having a good life. And his wife caused him to get uh, to get uh, thrown into jail. So I saw one of the Mephashim bring down over here, maybe it's the Gaon the Vilna. He says, what is the language of the Pasuk? Say, Umotse Ani. Motse is a present tense. So say, you know, Matza Ani. What present? As if it's constant. So he writes... That when a person has good things in life, in he's not always talking about the good things he has in life. Maybe he takes them for granted, he forgets about them. But a person has something bad, he's always saying, Oh, what a problem I have. What a problem. So therefore, when a person has a bad wife, he's always saying it. It's always in the present. He cannot take it off his mind. So it's always in the present. Kazakh says, Rav, story of Rav, he had a wife that was giving him tsar. When he used to tell his wife, he would say, do me a favor, uh, cook for me lentils. Instead, she would make uh, legumes, uh, peas, something else. Himself, he would say, make me peas. She makes some lentils. Whatever he says, she makes the opposite. When his son got older, so he went along and he switched. 
Which means when he saw his father wanted a certain food, he wanted lentils, he would tell his mother, you know, daddy wants uh, uh, peas. And the exact opposite. And then she would end up making him what he really wanted. So Amar Leh, so Rav says, Which is, ah, your mother made the teshubah. You see, she's getting uh, good. Rav didn't know that the Vaya was switching. He says, your mother, she's getting better. Amar Leh, Ana hudeka pichnala. says, no, dad, I'm the one that's uh, switching over here. Amar that's what the people say. The nafik the child that comes from you, ta'ama malefach. He's going to teach you something. Which you know, you're teaching me uh, uh, the, 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 how to do it over here. I could have done this if I wanted. You don't have to teach me uh, this uh, trick. You shouldn't do such a thing. Which means do not train your tongue to speak sheker. Now just to explain the story over here a little deeper. Why did Rabiyah tell his father? So he's, it was working. So why do you have to tell his father that I'm the one that's uh, behind it? His father's enjoying. The explanation is he didn't want his father to get in trouble. Because his father thought now his mother made Teshubah so she might, he might now give us certain secrets you know, certain private information that he normally not would give. So therefore, if Chayas is that, she didn't make the Shuvah, don't trust her so much, I'm, I'm the one that's being mapek. So then what does Rav say? You don't do that. Why, was, was Rav be allowed to do that? He would be allowed to do that. That's what the say, he would be allowed to do that. Technically not, why? Because when he comes along and says, I want Telufah, that's the way he would ask for for the other one, which is he's not lying. That's the way he gets what he wants. But for his son to come along and say, Daddy wants this, no, he really doesn't want that. So therefore, for the son, it would be considered more lying, but for the him to say, This is what I want, that's for him the way he's, uh, you know, that's the way he can say it, but not that the son. So comes again and says, Similar story. The wife, the wife was giving her, uh, giving him tsar. Any time he would find something when he was traveling, like a gift, he would wrap it up in a suda, like in a handkerchief, he'll bring it home and give her a gift. So Rav tells him, She gives you so much headache and agony. What are you always buying her gifts? It's enough that they raise the children and they save us from sin. Which means now that you have a wife, you don't have to worry about and things like that. But she says, so therefore, she did this after have a karatatov. So Chayesh brings over here a nice musar. He says, I don't understand. When it says that they raise our children, I understand you have to have a karatatot, because really that takes a lot of energy, and the lady really is home all day, and she's taking care of the children. But when it comes to saving us from sin, they also have pleasure from that, which means uh, they also, they're with the husband, so she has pleasure as well from this. So Rakhayim Shulavit says, you learn from over here, that even if a person has pleasure from something, you still have an obligation to be makir tov to them. Which is, you can't come along and say, what do I have to thank them? A lady makes the husband uh, dinner. So now the husband says, what do I have to thank? She also ate. She made for herself also. Or she picks up the cleaners. She says, her clothes also in the cleaners. So she didn't pick it up for me, she had to pick it up for, for herself also. So what do I have to thank her for? So the Rebbe says, no. Bottom line, you got to have a half from somebody. Even if they were there, and they also, that doesn't release you from your obligation to show gratitude. That's why he says, I have to thank them because they seal us from the head. Comes to says, Makrele. 
Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yitzhak Bereh. Rabbi Yehuda would uh, quote the pasuk or teach the pasuk, the following pasuk to his son, Rabbi Yitzhak. ani mar mimavet et ha'isha. He says, I find the wife, Shalom HaMelech says, bitter than uh, death. So Amar kegon mai. So Rabbi Yitzhak says, Daddy, who's this uh, referring to, such a bitter wife? So he says, kegon imecha. Says like your mother. <laughs> so another time, another time, what happened? Rav Yudal, Rav Yitzhak, but he was teaching him another pasuk, another statement. En Adam motze koratruah elam ishto rishona that a person finds the most pleasure from what his first wife. Shneemar gihi mekorcha baruch usmach. Me'ishit ne'urecha. With the Subhan comes from Ishit ne'urim. From the first wife. Fa'amar le'kegon ma'i. So Rabbi Sa'ak said, the Dad, the who, like who? So he says, Kegon imicha, like your mother. Uh, make up your mind. One time he says, she's bitter than death. Another time he said, that's where he gets the most uh, Subhan. So the Yabara says, Mitkif takifa. Yes, even though she was a hard wife, what? She was able to be appeased very easily. So therefore, yes, she was tough, but what? She was also very uh, appeasable, so therefore, it was okay. Okay, that's she. First line, Okay, so here he brings out from the Banish High. He says if she was very easily appeased, why does he call her Marmim Mavit? He doesn't like that she's interpretation. So he says over here, Misad Really her nature was, she was an angry lady, no patience, and she had the tough, uh, tough midot. She was really Marmim Mavit. Aval he limda which means he's coming along and praising her both ways which he's coming along so you should know your mother is marmi mavet but letova meaning her nature is marmi mavet but you wouldn't see it it would never manifest itself because she was so uh, uh, overcoming her bad traits that she was an example of, 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 of a perfect wife which is a great compliment, that a person could have bed midot, but overcome the bed midot and never come to fruition, they control themselves, so therefore they even though by her teva, she's mamimavid, but you wouldn't know it, she gave us tremendous kuradwas. Now says, Give us an example of an ishara'a. I mean, who, who is called an Ishara'ah? What, what qualifies? Amar Abaye says, Mekasheta le taka. That's a lady, she sets up the table for the husband with all the dishes and the food and all that. Umkasheta le puma. But she also, she adorns her mouth as well in order to curse him at the time that he's eating. Which means she sets him up. The husband gets fooled. She sees the lady setting up the table, lies, oh, he says that, he's all excited, all of a sudden she comes to the table, starts cursing him out, and says, now all his samha becomes now kelala. So therefore she uh, she lures him in, and then she uh, curses him out. Others explain that she uh, doesn't sit with the husband when he's eating, which means she turns her back. 
When the husband's eating, he wants to have his wife sitting next to him. So she sits at the whole table and uh, she goes inside. So they were, that's already Isha'ra'ah. That she doesn't uh, sit with the husband. She turns her back to the husband. That's what I was going to say now. Rava Amar Mikasheta Litaka. She sets the table up. Umadira Legaba. Which means she turns her back to him and she does not eat uh, with him. Okay? Right, that's what the Benish Hai says. Benish Hai says that the bad wife, she wants to give the agony to the husband. She gives him uh, food in order that he shouldn't be hungry. So if she's such a bad wife, why is she giving him a food? She's a starving. So the Benish Hai says, Mishum lo tagish lo class. She doesn't feed him at all. He's going to have to find his food from somewhere else. And then she's not going to have a chance to curse him out. So therefore she has to keep him uh, satisfied so he comes home so she can curse him out and embarrass him. That's the only reason why she's giving him the food over here. It's, uh, okay, not to feed him, but uh, she, she has, she's got to keep him home. In order she, he can be accessible for all the Hanufim and Gidufim. Exactly. Comes the Gemara continues. Amar Abhama or Rabbi Hama Barhalina Kemachin Asadam Isha. Person gets married. Avonotav mit pekekin. Already his avonot are stopped up. She that's it. Put a clog. Uh, you know, put a put a pekak. No more avonot. Because when he's single, has to show his hirurim and things like that. Once he gets married, then he clog up all the avonot. Shne Emar Masa Isha Masa Tov. Vayafek Ratzon Mashem. The word Vayafek over here is like a pekak. That his sins now become clogged up, which means no more sins, and therefore he will find favor in the eyes of Akadosh Baruch Hu. Bimaharava, in the West, meaning in Israel, Kinasiv Inish when a person would get married, Amri Lehache, they would tell him the following question Masa o Mose. They would ask this question, Masa o Mose. What were they asking? Masa Dikti, Masa Isha, Masa Tov. The wife is a good wife. They were saying, which, um, which type of wife? I guess the husband had a certain amount of time to know exactly, to make his, uh, this assessment. But they would ask him, but now what is your wife? Is she from Matzai Isha Matzatov? Or Motzei Ani Amarava Isha A bad wife? Mitzvah Ligaresha. So Mitzvah to divorce her. Garesh Litz. You gotta get rid of the Litz, the scoffer, the Yitze Madon. And the, the arguments will go away. The Yishbot Deen Vekalor. And all the embarrassment and the, uh, the, uh, the judgment and the arguing will go away as well. Now we're talking about over here, like we said above, she's making fun of the husband. She's a Litz. She derides him and disparages him and things like that. So therefore the Marisha says that's what we're talking about. A wife like that that doesn't give Kavot to the husband, Garesh Litz. <coughs> The Me'idi writes, Shemishin afla legoralo isha ra'ah, the person has a bad wife, that's, that was his mazal, yisbelena kifiyah yecholet. He should tolerate her as much as he can and try to bring the uh, peace. Which means, obviously, this is talking about a last, uh, last effort over here. We're not talking about that's the first thing. Only after he tries to make peace and to reconciliate and so on and so forth. But if all else fails, then the baby said to Gibraltar saying, It's a mitzvah, the Ganesh. And some of the Nishonim bring down over here that's only talking about 
where he doesn't have children. But in the case of him with his children, so then already it's a different uh, different deen. In the Garesha. Unless he's acting already in Piritsut way, but for the sake of the children he should not uh, get divorced. Right, like we see the stories that we brought above of the rabbis that had difficult wives. They didn't divorce them. I thought we just said Mitzvah Garsha, they had children. So you see when there's children... The Gemara Gittin writes that when Barmanan somebody has to divorce their wife, it says, even the Mizbeach is Bokeh, even the altar cries. cries. So I once saw an explanation from Rav Palm, the altar cries. There's so many different um, furnishings in the Beit HaMikdash. If you wanted to say, say the Menorah cries. And I want to say the, say the Shulchan cries. Why did they pick the Mizbeach cries? So he said that the Mizbeach is very well aware of what does it mean sacrifices because there's sacrifices on the Mizbeach every single day when the person gets divorced and his children there's going to be sacrifices and who are the sacrifices the Korbanoti says the children and therefore who can appreciate the sacrifices more than the Mizbeach so then when the, Miz- the Mizbeach sees the divorce he cries and this is Korbanot over here human sacrifices but Manan, the children are the sacrifice comes again Manan says Ishara you have a bad wife, but a ketubah is a lot of money. So therefore, how do you solve the problem? You can't get divorced because you have to pay big ketubah. So how do you make her a good wife? Take another wife. Which means it's easier to get the wife to act, uh, conduct herself properly with, another, with a co-wife instead of a thorn. Which means... Once already there's a co-wife that has jealousy, now she wants to impress, now already she has, uh, her husband's looking at somebody else, so therefore all of a sudden she'll uh, fall into line uh, right away. So it's, it's better to get a co-wife than a thorn. The thorn's not going to work. They'll just punish her, but she'll stay in, in old ways. But if a person that takes a tzarata b'tzida, that'll help. Now of course that does not help uh, in our time, because really a person, uh, they made the chenev of gerishom, so therefore he has to... Uh, have other uh, other options, obviously. In any event, a bad wife is like a stormy day. It's worse than a stormy day. Like a leak that falls on a person on a stormy day. And a bad wife is similar. Which means, when a person has a bad wife, it's not only in his, uh, it's, it's similar to a person that has a stormy day, has a leak in his house. Normally when a person comes to his house on a stormy day, that's where he's protected. But if a person has a leak in his house, that means he has no, 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 no place to, 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 to protect himself. Same thing when a person comes home, so usually that's a place of peace, that's a place he's away from the market, he's away from the business, when he comes home to a bad wife, so that's like a stormy day and you're sitting in the league, you have no protection even in your own house, the, the, the troubles are outside and inside, wherever you go you, 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 you're trapped. Rama Rava says, How good is a good wife? Do you see from the Torah, Matza Isha Matza Tov. Right, the Pasuk says, a person finds a good wife, he found good. Now, we can learn this Pasuk in one of two ways. If the Pasuk specifically is talking about a lady, because it says, Matzah Isha, I mean, sometimes the, 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 the word Isha 
is literally meaning is referring to a lady, but other times the word isha sometimes is a mashal for the Torah. So therefore, Gemara says, whatever option you're going to say, it's complementary to the lady. If you're learning it literally, Isha, so Gemara says, Kama tova isha tova shakatu meshabeha. You see, the Torah is complementing a matzah isha matzah tov, that all the goodness comes from a good wife. The iba Torah mishtaikra, if you want to tell me that what the Torah is really saying, matzah isha matzah tov, that the Torah should be like the wife of a person, still a compliment to the wife. That what? Kama tova isha tova shatoranim shelaba. That the Torah uses an example as a wife to compare it to Torah. There's nothing more important than Torah. So you see the, the value that the, 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 the pastor is giving to the lady that she's the analogy to Torah itself. So comes again what and says the opposite. Kamara ishara adiktiv umutse ani marmimavet taisha. Man, I find the wife bitter as death. He began a mistake that the pasuk was referring to Ishara, meaning a wife itself. Kamara Ishara shekatu megana. The pasuk is disparaging. The pasuk is uh, giving a is, is critical. Ta. The he began a mistake. Some say that Ishara in the pasuk is a reference to Gehinam. Kamara Ishara shegehinam nimshelaba, which is the, the, the Torah is comparing Gehinam to Ishara. So you see how bad Ishana'ah is, if that's the analogy that they're making, that Gainam to Ishana'ah. Gemara continues and quotes a pasuk from Yirmiyah. Hineni mevi ra'a asher lo yuchlu latzet mimena. The Ravi says, I'm going to bring you a trouble that you're not going to be able to escape from it. What is this trouble that's inescapable? Amar of Nahman, Amar of Abba Rabu, zu Ishana'ah. It's a bad wife with a, with a pricely ketuvah. And then we can't get out. Because it costs you too much money. So you're stuck. So therefore, the Gemara is saying, but when that was the curse that he was referring to. Comes the Gemara and says another pasuk from Megillat Echa. Netanani Hashem lo uchalkum. That God put me in the hands of somebody that I will not be able to rise up against. Same thing. Which means he's not going to be able to get out. Cannot divorce her because he has to pay the ketubah. So therefore, he's going to put me in a position where I cannot get out of. Amru said, Which means this is referring to a person that he does not have real estate in order to plant, and therefore he relies on the market. Now when a person has to rely on getting his food from the market, there's two problems. Number one, he might not find product, because the product of the market might not have the food, whereas if he had a field in his uh, yard, he could produce it himself, or the price might go up, and he might not be able to afford it. Mashiach, if he has it by his house, he's able to live. So therefore, this uh, pasuk is referring to uh, such, a, um, such a person. That's the way... As she explains it. Comes again and says, Banecha ubnotecha netunim le amacher. It's a tochahan parashat den kitavo in the devarim chafet. Correct. Banecha ubnotecha netunim le amacher. It says, Your children are going to be uh, 
in a far, given to a foreign nation. What does that mean? Your children are going to be given to a foreign nation. That's referring to a stepmother. Which means when the children have to deal with a stepmother, so that the children feel like they're given over to a foreign nation. Because the stepmother doesn't take care of them, like takes care of her own children. So therefore, that's the curse. That the children are going to have to deal with the uh, stepmother that's not really so concerned about them, as much as her own children. I'm going to anger them with a, a goy, that's a naval, a low, low, lowly nation. Again, it's a lady is bad, and a ketubah is great. It's like the husband is sold to a, to a nation that can give him trouble. That's a bad wife that he cannot, uh, he cannot get rid of. <coughs> Comes again and says, Rabbi Eli Aizer Omer, Elu Haminim. This is referring to the Minim or the Tzedukim. Which means uh, these people caused B'nai Israel tremendous tsar. Those are the ones that uh, gave false interpretations to the Torah. They did not accept Rashi Baal Peh. And throughout the generation, they caused the Hachamin, Hachmei Emet, a tremendous amount of tsar. So we're going to be sold to a, a, a Goy Naval. Who is Goy Naval? He's referring to the, the heretics. Like the Pasuk says, Vechenu Omer, Amar Naval Belibo, in Elohim. Pasuk Etedim refers to a naval. And what does the naval say? En Elohim. Those are the deniers of God. elu anche barbaria. These are the people of barbaria anche martenai. These are places in Africa, where the people walk naked in the marketplace. Like we know these type of people. That's where they get the word uh, barbar- barbarism. Comes from this place over here. Barbaria has the name of a place, but they acted like uh, barbarians when they were walking around any clothes on. So it says, "She'en necham mishukatz um toadut neam makom yotem emishem alich bashuk arum." Wow, there's nobody more mishukatz, abominable, and uh, like a shikets is like uh, uh, disgusting in the eyes of God than somebody that walks in the marketplace when he's not dressed. Okay, that's a big musab regarding the summer. We're talking about the siniut over here. So it doesn't mean uh, not dressed uh, totally. It means uh, whatever the Torah is considered not being dressed. Look at this over here. Nothing is more than a person that goes in the public domain and he's not dressed. Rabbi Yohanan Amar Elu Habbarim. Rabbi Yohanan said that this is referring to the Habbarim, those were the Persiim, the Persians that were the Sha'im that used to mizalzel with the kavod of Israel. So that's what it means over here when it says they're going to give us to a nation, they're going naval. Some say it's the Africans that, you know, these people over here, they're going to be under them, or some say it's about the Habbarim that they came to Babel, these Habbarim many times, they caused B'nai Israel tremendous sa'ad. Amru Rabbi Yohanan, they once told Rabbi Yohanan, Atu Habbarel Babel. They told him the Habare, these, these Persiim, they came to Babel. What happened? When he heard the news, he got upset. Shega Nafal. He lowered himself and fell to the ground. Which means he put his head down. Which means in, in, in depression. He was upset. Says, Rabbi, they accept bribes. You can bribe them. So he can bribe them. He sat up again and he was uh, happy again. Because they can bribe them so we could uh, stop their uh, troubles. Gazru al Shilosha. So they told him that the Habarim, these Persian people, they made three kids they wrote against the Jewish people. So uh, Rabbi Yohanan tells him, He says, if they made three decrees, it's because we did three things that we deserve them. What are they? They told him like this, Gazru al basar. They made a decree that the Jewish people cannot eat basar shekhuta. So he said, 
Rabbi Yohanan says that, you know why they did that? Because the Jewish people stopped giving the Kohanim the Matanot Keunah. Jeez, the Kohanim get certain parts of the animal as their entitlements. Once already, Borei so we're not giving the Kohanim the meat, what they're supposed to get, nobody's eating meat anymore. Goyim made a gezerah against the meat. Gazru alamin hasaot. They made a gezerah that the Jewish people cannot use the bathhouses. So he said to Rabbi Yohanan, you know why? Because the Jewish women are not going to the Megveh. Ka mehatete Permanent Goim are digging up the dead. She's they're desecrating the cemeteries. So he said, because we're celebrating the holiday of the Goim. Wow. Because we're we're happy, we're happy in their uh, the holidays. And therefore there's a gizra on uh, us over here that the punishment is going to be that uh, they have to take out the dead people from their graves. Why? Shine Imar, Basu says the Pasuk says, if you're not going to follow the ways of God, you're going to sway, God's going to go against you and your fathers. Where were the fathers? In the graves. That means Boyle is going to punish by what? By letting the fathers be uh, uh, desecrated, being dug up. This is referring to the digging up of the graves of the deceased. In the sin of the living, because of the sin of the living, the dead are dug up. They're not going to be buried. The people the Jews is referring to, they're going to be like dung on the top of the ground. Shalom, the Jewish people are going to be buried. The Pasuk says, They're going to wish death, then life. Now the question is, what do you mean? You just told me that their death is going to be a bad it's not going to be buried. Then you tell me they're going to be rather be dead than alive. Why would they rather be dead than alive if they're not going to get a decent uh, burial? So the Gemara says, you know what this is referring to? Amar Nivhar Mavit Larsha'im. This is referring to the death of the Rishaim. They, to them, they should rather be dead. Even such a miserable death was not going to be buried. They're going to be like dung on top of the ground. It's better for them. Why? She's if they remain alive, it's worse because they're going to make sins. They make sins at So even such a death that's not such a good death, we're not going to be buried. The Rishaim should wish such a death is better than being alive. Now the Gemara is going to quote different sayings from the book of Ben Sira. He was a Sofer, he lived in the times of the second Bet HaMikdash. And uh, basically it's a book that has uh, different uh, parables in it and words of wisdom. So the Gemara now is going to quote some of the Hindushim, the statements of the book called Ben Sira. Number one, Isha Tova Matana Tova. A good wife is matana Torah. She's a, she's a gift to her husband. And the pasuk, and he says, Which means a good wife is placed in the bosom of a God-fearing person. Which means she's a gift. And uh, what does it mean, a gift? Because he writes over here, just like Shabbat is called Matanah Tovah. Because on Shabbat we eat and we drink and we say So to a good lady is Matanah Tovah. She provides the husband with good food, with good drink, and she makes him happy, etc. So then he has Hana'a. And the Pasuk is saying over here, or the rabbi is quoting, Behek Yedeh Elohim Tadatin. 
that a good wife goes to a God-fearing man. We have a custom, uh, we said yesterday, that in the, uh, when we have, let's say, uh, a baby girl that's born, so the custom in the Hazanut, they sing a certain tunes uh, of the music of the makam called Bayat. So why do they choose Bayat for a girl? So one of the Hagamim explained, Bayat is Rashi Tevot, Bechek Yere Elohim Tinatin. She's that we're, we're blessing the baby girl that she be, be placed in the bosom of a God-fearing Jew. She should get married. Like Ben Sira said. Comes to Gibran and says, Isha But when you have a bad wife, Tzara'at It's considered a leprosy to the husband. Because the Hakamim say, Ishto ki gufo. So the, 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 the plague of a bad wife is like he's plagued. Therefore it's considered his own leprosy. What's the answer? Yegarishinna. Only answer is divorce of Yitrapemisarato. And then he could uh, cure himself <coughs> from his leprosy. Comes again says, Isha Yafa. Person has a beautiful wife, meaning not only physically but also Mimidot, both. Ashrebaala. The husband's lucky. It's like he lives double. However long he lives, he has quality life. It's like he lived double. The other Gemara says, a problem, but with a beautiful lady, a problem. Says, do not look at a pretty lady who's married. Because you might get trapped by her. The Yitzhah might trap you with the Hashem Shalom committing a sin. Do not go and sit with her husband to drink uh, wine and shekhar, uh, and uh, beer. Which means do not socialize with other people too much. Because if a person is going to go drink with somebody else, he's going to see his wife. People go out with couples. And they sit together. If they do this too much, Hashanah is very dangerous, to get what I'm saying over here. Because it could lead to Yitzhah uh, Because of the look of a good lady. The pretty lady, I should say. Rabbi Mushhatu. Many people lost their olam because of this. And they lost their olam as well. There was great casualties in Olam Abba and Gehinnam. Which means the Olam Abba is lost because once the person goes with Eshet Ish, the husband catches him, and now what happens? There's Mahloket. Now they kill him. And therefore he loses his world in this world, and he loses his Olam Abba as well. Rabbi Mayu Pitz'i Rochel. The Rochel, that's the peddler that sells goods. So he goes, for example, he has jewelry. So he goes from house to house selling his jewelry to the woman. So he has a lot of blemishes, a lot of wounds, this guy. Because why? The husband always suspects the peddler for doing something to his wife. So the beam, the rochel, who goes around selling stuff to ladies, he always gets beaten up. Those people that uh, involve themselves to erva, they get you know, close to the erva, it's very, very easy to fall into the erva. It's like a spark that's able to ignite a coal. Which is all it takes is a little uh, spot, and boom, he falls. That therefore it says, "Kichluv male of ken batehem mileim mirma." These people that commit adultery, just like a chluv, like a cage that's filled with uh, like a birds, ken batehem mileim mirma. Their homes are filled with deceit. Now, what is this meaning over here? Which means. He says over here, You see a bird, let's say, in a cage. The feathers stick out of the cage. 
Right? The mistake. The feathers are, 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 are like they're long. So too, kach batim shen no afimu baali avasotu. The homes of people that are adulterers, elu meleim mirma ache besofot shedavar ormatam bedvarim elin yikeret nakol, which means they can't hide it. It's like comes like the bird that even though he's in a cage, but you see his his uh, feathers sticking out. So to the people that commit adultery, they try to hide their behavior, but eventually everybody knows that these people over here. It goes out. People realize that these people are deceitful. Right? People know exactly what they're doing. Pasuk continues, or he continues, this is Ben Sinan's statements. Al tetsar tsarat mahar. Do not agonize or worry about tomorrow's problems. You don't worry about tomorrow. Ki lo teda mayilid yom. Because you don't know what today will bring. Which means you don't know if you're going to make it to tomorrow. So then why should you worry, worry about something tomorrow if you don't even know if you're going to be there tomorrow? So when you're worrying about something that's uh, out of your uh, it's out of your control. Because maybe tomorrow will come. And you're not there. You're not live. So you're, you're agonizing on a, on a world that's not even yours. So what do you, what do you, don't, don't worry about it until, uh, until you have to worry about it. Don't, uh, don't pre-worry. Do not, uh, we should uh, refrain people from coming to your house, meaning multitudes of people from coming to your house. Don't have too many people coming to us and you have no business with them. Nor should you let everybody in your house as well. Which means sometimes people have business meetings and things like that. Not everyone goes to be in your house. Many stories of people that had business acquaintances that brought them to the house and weren't good people. And they came back and they did bad things. So a person has to be very wise not to bring people to his house not all meetings should be done in the house. You have to be cautious to know exactly who to bring. Who has to be a person has children. person has a wife. person brings a business associate of and he sees his wife. But I can lead to, to, to troubles. Therefore, not always a person should have all the meetings done in his house. It should be done maybe uh, somewhere else. <coughs> then he comes along and says another advice. Rabbim You should have a lot of friends and acquaintances. That's good. However, but a confidant, that's one in a thousand. I mean, somebody that you tell your secrets to and that you trust, that's not every person. You just could have a lot of friends, but the only one out of a thousand you're supposed to reveal your secrets to and have a confidant. Comes again and continues. We had a statement like this before in the Gemara that Mashiach is not going to come until all the Neshamot. And the goof are going to be let out. Goof is a certain area in the Shamayim, and it's like a it's like a room. And in that room, all the neshamot that are destined to come down to the world are there. So it says Mashiach cannot come until all the neshamot are going to be let out from this uh, room called Goof. That the spirit from me is going to be born. Shamot ani asiti. God says I made the shamot. Tanya Rabbi the Israelmer. Call me she'en osik b'preyavu debiyah. Anybody that does not involve himself in procreation and having children, it's like he's murdering. Like he's spilling blood. When the Torah talks about murder and spilling somebody's blood, what's the next pasuk? So you see that what? If somebody does not get involved in something, it's like spilling the blood. 
It's similar because bottom line, just like spilling somebody's blood, you're taking away from the population. So to somebody desists from having children, you're not populating the world. So it's similar to taking away from the uh, people, taking away life. But if a person does not have, uh, not having children, not able to, have, not, not trying to, let's say, it's he's minimizing the demut, the image of God. God created every human being in His image, so therefore you're taking away the images, which is the more children are born, the more Shekhinah image is brought out to the world. And it says in the next Pasukhti, you see connection. He's he says it's both. When a person refrains from having children like he's murdering, he's causing the Shekhinah, the Demut, he's sending to be diminished. Now Ben Azai never got married. So therefore they tell him, they're going to tell him, you know, who are you to talk and say such a dirasha? Yes, na'edoresh v'ne'ebikayim. There's certain people that they give dirashot, but it's rightfully so they can give dirashot, because they fulfill what they speak, they practice what they preach. Na'ebikayim in de'edoresh. Some people, they just practice, but they don't preach. That's also okay. Ve'atah You, you preach very nicely, but you don't fulfill, you never got married. So how can you come along and say, well, there's that peru of food, it's been married in the mood, what do you want me to do? I, I, I'm married to the Torah. I have a tremendous passion to the Torah. If the world can be uh, procreated by, the, by by other people. They don't need me to, 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 to create, to, 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 to populate the world. I'm, a, I'm an exception. My my my, uh, my love is the Torah, and then the world can be uh, populated by other people. It sounds like what he's saying is my I say I have no choice, as if this was out of his control. He had no uh, no options. That's what he's really uh, saying. That's why there's, there's no avon that he didn't get married. He's a considered uh, an anus. And that's what the Rambam is prosecuting in Chot Ishut, that he says, Shemi shahashka nafshot batorah, tamid, veshaga ba keben azai, and he's studying it like ben azai, v'nidbak bo kol yama, v'lo nasa isha, en biyado avon. It's no sin. So ben azai was saying, what do you want from me? This is my... Uh, my weakness is I love the Torah so much that I can't uh, I can't do anything else. So if I'm a loose, if I'm an exception. Comes to Gemara concludes different the text of what we just heard. Tanya idach Rabbi Eliezer Omer Kol Mi She'en Osek B'Nei Avnebiya Kiyum Shofech Damim Shneimar Shofech Dam Adam Usmich Lev Atem Peru Urvu Rabbi Azam Ben Azay Omer Kiyum Mimaret Demut Ben Azay Omer Amnu Lo Ben Azay Yesh Ta'edoresh. So the Gemara quotes the whole thing one more time. Baruch Hashem Le'Olam Amen Amen.